Today, we are completing our series on mission, vision, and values with the value statement. We're going to talk about why this, along with your vision, are the grounding anchors and guiding lights to ensure that you're on the right path, you're making the most effective decisions, and that you're acting in alignment with, you guessed it, your core beliefs and values. So let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome to the Project Seaway podcast, a show for service-based entrepreneurs to explore the intersection of risk and uncertainty in their business and personal life. I'm your host, Julie Okoyama, a small business operations consultant specializing in risk management. With over 15 years experience as a certified project manager, a director of operations, and end-of-life doula, my experience has shown me many ways that unmanaged risk can wreak havoc on our lives and our dreams. My goal with this show is to inspire and educate you with the information needed to better cover your ass in life and business. So let's get into it. Hello, my business savvy friends. We're back with a third episode in the series on mission, vision, and values. This time we're talking to the value statements. And if you haven't listened to episodes five and six, I recommend you head back and check those out as they set the stage for the value of mission, vision, and values in your business, (laughs) the value of values. And then we dive in individually to mission statement and vision statement. So to reiterate what we've already talked about with value statements, they are the DNA of your company. They represent the core beliefs and they guide the decisions and actions that you take as a business, as an individual, and as a team. In the last episodes, I referenced the example of planning a road trip. So your mission statement is the vehicle you're driving. The vision is the zoomed out map view showing your destination from where you are today. But it's not the turn by turn directions because you don't need to know how yet. You just need to create the future goal that you're aiming for. And then your values are the core beliefs that keep you on the most efficient and enjoyable route to that desired destination. They are the road signs that help you mind your speed and avoid hazards and ensure that you have the right people in the car with you to get where you're going and enjoy the ride in the process. Your values are your business's identity, what the organization believes in and how it will behave. They should resonate not only with you, but with everyone you work with. They are the guidelines for your team, your partners, and future leaders, and they play a crucial role in every decision you make and delegate. Your business values will ultimately align with your own. So being clear on values will influence the decision-making in all areas of your business. So let's look at some of the, the core areas and how we can see values playing into that. So starting with your team, your core values are going to influence how and who you hire, how you delegate, how you empower and trust your team, how you handle conflict, how you fire team members, or how you manage and react to team members leaving on their own accord. Then when we look at clients, your values influence who you work with, why you take on a job. It's not just about the money. It helps you avoid taking on out of alignment engagements. And the more good experiences that you create, the less bullshit you're going to tolerate ultimately. When looking at projects, you can consider, is this opportunity or idea in alignment with 
our vision and values? Is it a shiny object? Am I considering this out of fear or doubt? Am I not trusting the path that I'm on enough? When we look at services and what you're offering, what are you putting out into the world? Why are you doing it? What is the value to you and the world around you? Then when we look at marketing, are the strategies that you're implementing in alignment with who you are as a person, who you are as a brand, what your business is all about, the industry you're in? Or is it an act of following what you see others doing and just kind of parroting those things thinking they'll work? Are you doing things out of a feeling of obligation or a feeling of scarcity that you have to accept the money? And then ultimately, when you're in those engagements, you just feel this like ache in your stomach, you feel a resistance, you just dread doing it. That ultimately means that you're out of alignment with your values in some capacity, either in the type of work that it is, the the client interactions, maybe what you're charging for the work, you're not charging enough. And so you don't feel like you're valued in the, in the exchange with them. You feel like your boundaries are being violated because they're too communicative. They're reaching out to you and demanding things in, and demanding more of you than is in the actual contractual agreement. Your values can really help you understand where things don't feel right. And they can start to put a name and like a, an actual actionable direction on it so that you can fix that and that you don't have to just perpetually live in that state of uh, recreating that pain for yourself. Then we think about your role. As your business evolves, so should you. Are you holding on to ownership of tasks in your business because you're lacking trust? You're thinking that only you can do it. Do you understand why you're holding on to things? And then looking at that and then comparison to your values, are those in alignment? Do you aspire to be a mentor and to nurture growth in other people? And so the lack of delegation and then that ambition to be that for other people, like, are, you know, is there a misalignment there and how you're actually acting and the choices that you're making right now? As you're leaning on your values, you can start to ask, how can I practice my values more here? So when you're feeling that, that discomfort, that indecision, that uncertainty, you can lean on your values and your vision. Where am I trying to go? What is the atmosphere in which that I'm trying to, you know, that I'm trying to create in going there? Does this feel right? If not, how can I make choices or tweaks or requests of others that allow us to get more on track with, with those values and vision? And how you respond to change. When things get tough, when things get uncomfortable, when things get uncertain, if you have your mission, vision, and values clear, clearly understood, you can start to lean on those to remind you of exactly what your vehicle is that you're using on the road trip. You understand, oh yeah, this is where we're actually trying to go and trying to do this other strategy it, it sounds nice. Maybe I'll make some quick money, 
And I'll make someone happy because they want to invite me to do this talk or to do this project that will really help them out. But ultimately, it's going to take time and energy and resources away from what we're actually trying to do as a business in the next quarter, the next year, etc. And then things are hard, like you lost a key team member or just something went crazy in your personal life. And you're like, why am I even doing all of this anymore? Like, I don't, I don't remember why you go to your mission, vision and values. And if things are, you know, you have a a conflict with a team member, you have a conflict with a client, a partner, you can come back to your values. Where are we not in alignment with our values here? And how can we anchor using our values in the conflict resolution process? You can lean on those that these are the values of the business and you can take the emotionality out of it and be like, have both of you, both sides of the conversation looking. I mean, it's not necessarily as easy if it's a client, but you can leverage. You could say, these are the values and this, and this, as mentioned in the previous episodes, your mission statement is usually something that's a public facing, something that's succinct and clearly shows what you do, how you do it, who you're doing it for. Um, and you don't mind putting that on your website potentially, but it's public, but your vision is a little bit more lengthy and story-like and it's, but it's internal for you and your team to anchor you in, in an aspirational and inspirational way toward what you're working toward and why. Then your values being like, these are the principles we live by and we, everything we, you know, what we say as a business, what we do as a representing the business, everything are anchored in these values. And so when you're having these conflict such as scenarios, you can come back to that and saying, here's the business values. Based on what happened here, I perceive that we were out of alignment in these ways, and then they can respond. But you have something that like kind of a mediary, tangible content, piece of content that you guys can anchor on. So I think that sets up why these are important, how they can be leveraged on a very regular basis to keep you on track and moving forward in a fulfilling and efficient way. So let's make it actionable. There are a couple strategies I want to share with you on how to develop your value statements One of them is to choose three to five words that resonate with you, but then put a sentence around it that just kind of grounds that word around why that's important for the business, because that gives the context for not only you, but the team, your clients, if you share them with them, et cetera. So three to five of those, I am putting in the show notes, uh, the resource that I give my clients. It is a value word list that Brene Brown created as a resource accompanying her book, Dare to Lead. So I will have that linked in the show notes for you to reference. And so you can just kind of scan those words and then just pick as many as you want to start. And anything that resonates, just, you know, write it down, write it down. You could have like a list of like 25 or whatever, but then start to then get a little bit more critical and narrow it down to three to five. And then once you do that, then kind of come up with a little bit of context around why those words are important and why they embody the identity of the business. Another strategy 
is one, it's, it's really interesting how just things, synchronicities happen, right? Cause I had planned to do these episodes and, um, I subscribe to newsletters of people I admire. And this one, he's a business consultant, speaker, author that I really admire named Terry Rice. I recently heard him give a couple talks at the Convert Kit conference, uh, Craft and Commerce in June. And, uh, he, he inspired me the most, just where he is in his business, what he talked about, the content he talked about was very timely for me and really got me thinking. But he, in his recent newsletter was talking about how he is in the process of kind of pivoting his work and his direction and feeling a little bit unmoored by that process. He found some exercises to help ground him in where he's trying to go in the future and to also ensure that those that that direction is in alignment with holistic uh, fulfillment and satisfaction in his life. And because he has a family and his family is very important to him, he also ha- is all about personal growth and development. And then he is all about being in service and is you know passionate about entrepreneurship. And fundamentally, what I've been talking about in these episodes really roots in that as well, is these are pillar statements that ground the business. And because we are so we're micro businesses and we're very dynamic and things are going to change and evolve and grow or shrink or pivot, we need we need things to anchor us down. So when I saw that email come through, I was just thrilled because he was talking about very similar exercises that he's doing for himself. And one of them was vision and another one was values. But the way he talked about values was as um, principle phrase, creating a principle phrase. And I actually have a principle phrase that I have subscribed to for at least five years now. And so much so that I have it tattooed on my arm and it is the legal name of my business. Um, I'll give you Terry's example first, and then I'll share mine. So Terry talks about his being live your legacy. And so like just short, succinct phrases are fine. It can be a whole sentence. It's whatever works for you. But something that you can quickly come back to whenever needed and using it as a litmus test for how you look at whatever scenario, decision, idea, um, issue risk that you're facing in that moment. In his case, live your legacy. When I read his vision, his vision encompassed his professional ambitions and the direction that he see, you know, that he's seeing in how he wants to serve. It's not necessarily turn by turn directions of articulate, articulating how he's going to get there, but it has he has a big picture vision of how he wants to serve the entrepreneur community, how he wants to be a thought leader in um, supporting that community. But he also talks a lot about how he wants his days to look and in support of showing up and and prioritizing his family time and his children. And he wants to be very involved and he wants to be sharing lessons with them as they're growing as much as he's sharing them with with those of us in the business community. So I, I really like the concept of live your legacy because for him, that's an anchor that encompasses 
his vision on both professional and personal level. So he can look at the situations he's presented with. And as the litmus test, he can be like, is this allowing me to live my legacy? And then that makes the decision a little easier. It takes the emotionality out of it more. It takes the, uh, you know, for people pleasers, like recovering people pleasers like me, I think it's going to be a lifelong journey, but I digress. Uh, it, it can help me be like, this isn't in alignment with my values. And so even though there's a part of me that's feeling this like obligation or feeling this guilt that I like need to do this thing, if I can have an anchor like that and I have my vision, those two together, I can see like, you know what? I, I, you know, there's a part of me that would like to do this, but ultimately it's just not, it's not an alignment. It's not a good fit. So my principles phrase is here as love. It started kind of on a spiritual journey through my yoga practice and getting very much into Eastern spiritual philosophies, Buddhism, things like that. Along the way, I came to this phrase here as love. And this is just who I want to embody. I want to view the world and behave in the world as if I am love itself. It, it helps guide how I choose to respond to everything. Am I responding as love? And why this is like particularly important for me is that I grew up with a very unstable upbringing and a lot of abandonment feelings. And so I, I had a lot of anger. I grew up with a lot of anger in my heart. And that was just a really challenging place to be. And I used to wear my sarcasm and my bitterness and my anger as a kind of a badge of honor, especially through my teen years. And then I just got to a point that in my late 20s, when my mom died suddenly, we didn't have a great relationship. And um, we had actually, the last time we spoke was a fight. And um, after that happened, and I was never able to reconcile with her and had a lot of reflection and therapy. And it's taken years, but I just came to the decision that I just don't, I don't want to embody that anymore. I don't want to live from that place. I don't want to live from a victim mentality. I don't want to distrust people. I want to be very supportive and I want, I don't want to be judgmental. So if I'm able to embody looking at everything through the lens of love or reminding myself, is this how love would respond? Is this how, what love would think about this? Um, I'm definitely not saying I'm perfect by any means, but at least it's something that I can come back to as a litmus test to check in with myself. Am I being the best version of myself here? And so this is a phrase for me that is both professional and personal because I don't change how I show up to other people. Like it's the, I'm the same person no matter what space I'm in and for, for better or worse some cases, but it's like you get me wherever you point me or whatever environment you put me in, this is who I'm going to be. And that's been a very freeing journey for me. So that's the example of like picking a phrase and something that you can feel very rooted in, but that can be something that the business can be rooted in and your team can come back to. And so when they're, you're delegating roles and responsibilities, you're grooming them to be leaders in your business, whether it, you pick words, a series of words that have context around them, or you're picking a single phrase, you can have them 
be anchored by that. And if they're starting to act on your behalf in these more expansive roles, you can feel more confident that they're going to make smart decisions or at least on-brand decisions because they're clear on who the business is as as an identity and how they are in representation of that. If you're going to go the direction of the words or picking a phrase, here are just some questions to help you ponder and uh, maybe journal about to think through this. What are my guiding principles? What do I stand for? What am I opposed to? What is important to this company? And how do you wish to treat people, employees, contributors, and customers? If you think about those, that can get the juices flowing and thinking about thinking through all of this. This blended with your vision and your mission, those three things really come together to ground you in the business. And if you're looking at like the future succession aspect of transitioning out of the business, selling the business, or or whatever that looks like, this sets up the legacy. This sets up a clarity and an identity that others can help carry out on your behalf. They can continue it forward. Having these things identified and and they're evolving. They're evolving in dynamic statements, but having them identified, it helps increase the value of your business as an asset as well. To sum up this three-part series, your value statement combined with your mission and vision are the lifeblood of your business. They're the guiding principles that help you navigate the tough decisions and accelerate your ability to achieve your goals and desired future. This is both personal and professional sides of the conversation. So looking at the pillars of your business, do you feel clear and aligned? What vehicle are you driving now? Why are you on this trip and where are you going? And what do you want to think, feel, and experience along the way? If you're really building something to last, you can't skip this foundational work. So I'll leave you there. I'd love to hear from you and hear your biggest takeaways from this episode or from the whole series. Connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram or both. And you'll find me at Julie Yokoyama. And remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if this resonated with you, leave a review. This helps me get this information out to more business owners like you. I'll catch you in the next one. Hey friend, before you go, I want to share a free resource with you. If you're just beginning your journey of considering succession planning in your life and business, I want to invite you to download the Project CYA Starter Workbook. It's 10 must-ask questions to begin understanding your business risk, starting from what happens to your business if something happens to you, as that is where I recommend all small business owners begin. This is the first step in clarifying how prepared you and your business are today for the expected and unexpected future. Get started today by heading down to the show notes and clicking the link or head to projectcya.com start.